Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. Are you having trouble losing weight? Do you get extreme food cravings, especially at night? What about the inability to lose weight even when you cut calories and do a lot of exercise? I know I fell into this category for pretty much most of my life. It's actually probably not even your fault. You most likely have what's called leptin resistance. Leptin is actually a hormone made by the fat cells that regulates food intake and energy expenditure by communicating with the brain. The more fat you have, the more negative leptin messages are actually being sent to your brain. This creates what's called leptin resistance and is going to sabotage all dieting efforts and causes food cravings even when you have enough fat stored. Introducing Zenith, this is an all-new, completely natural formula that gently decreases leptin levels to restore accurate communication between fat cells in the brain. Zenith contains zero harmful stimulants. It's made of all-natural polysaccharides and acetylated fatty acids, very safe for long-term weight loss plans, and it is made in the USA. In an eight-week, university-conducted, double-blind, placebo-controlled study, participants lost 21.3 pounds of fat, lost almost four inches off their waistline, and reduced serum leptin levels by 43%. So if you or someone you know, someone you really love is struggling with weight loss, head down to the show notes. I'll have a link there and a few videos where you can learn more information about Zenith. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Bioptimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product, Mag Breakthrough. Today's guest is my beautiful wife, Cole Kaufman. If you've never heard her on any other episodes, we've done quite a few episodes together over the years, and I really love these episodes because they're really free-flowing. We're just chilling on the couch, and we're just having a conversation, and it's not just here's in your face with nutrition and diet and scientific data and another supplement to take. It's really just us giving our life experience on all the crazy health things that we've been doing and just talking about relationship stuff that we're going through. So I love these episodes. Hopefully you guys get a lot out of it. In the beginning, we're going to be talking about our mineral balancing protocol. So we've both been on it for, I think, around six or seven months now. It's absolutely fantastic. That involves a hair tissue mineral analysis test, and then you get a supplement program based off of that 
that chart that you get back from your practitioner. I have an episode with Aaron Hyatt. He is my practitioner, so you can go back and listen to that if you want. I just recorded another episode that'll be out after this episode with Susan Cachet. That's whose practitioner course I signed up for. I love the protocol so much that I decided to become a practitioner. So that'll be part of my offering coming next year. And I'll have a lot more episodes coming about out about mineral balancing in the future. So we talk about that. We talk about what's helped with our addictions, you know, being sober and not drinking at concerts. And then we get into releasing timelines. So society always has a timeline. And, you know, we took a honeymoon three years after we got married and our original wedding got postponed because of COVID and we got to elope. So we dive into a lot of that type of stuff as well. And then on the back end, I give Cole a chance to promote herself and her new quantum coaching business. So if you are a woman who wants to feel empowered, who is really stuck in your energy or don't know which way you want to maneuver with your business, reach out to Cole. I'll have the website in the show notes. She's absolutely amazing. So she really works with women and focuses on women. So if that's you and you're feeling the call to say yes, reach out to her at the website in the show notes. Enjoy. Cole, welcome back. It's been a while. So happy to be here. Yeah, it's been, I think about, I think we were just discussing around 10 months. You were the first episode that I released for season two. I believe we recorded that in like November because I started releasing episodes again in December. So a lot's happened. A lot's it changed. It feels like so much has happened. Yeah, it's crazy. It feels like three years in one year almost. It totally does. It's unreal. And I just wanted to have you back on and just do some life updates. I think people actually generally do give good feedback. Obviously, we have a lot of the same following and followers people around Tampa specifically or people back home. I think they kind of like just the life update and to see what's going on and you have some new offerings and we'll get into those later. But what's been going on? What's what's life? It feels like every time I come on the show, you know, once a year or whatever, that it's just exponential at how much things have changed and how much growth we've experienced. So especially in 2023, as I was approaching this upcoming year, Back in December, I had declared it, this is going to be the best year of my life. And I just kept saying that over and over and over again. And I knew that I was starting my coaching certification, which had been a dream of mine for so long. And I knew that I had two retreats back to back in January and February and a whole bunch of travel on the books. And I just kept saying like, God, I'm just going to make 2023 the best year ever because we had been through so much um, you know, all the years we've been together, really, but uh, especially, you know, 2019, 2020, 21, 22, those are all really, really transformative and really tough in a lot of ways. So it's been really amazing to move through this year and be present with everything we've experienced and to just see how fast things can go when you're focused and when they're aligned and when your healing work really starts to pay off, right? We've been laying the groundwork in so many ways for years now, just physical body healing, emotional healing, working on our mental health, working on our relationship. And when all of those things start to get to a place of balance and homeostasis and a really grounded space, just the growth that you can experience and how many levels you can just bust through after that, it's just there's no limit to it. And so I feel like 
for me personally, um, 2023 has been a lot of that has been through just like busting through ceiling after ceiling that I thought that were, um, you know, the limitations that I had been like under for so long, they just, they don't even exist anymore. So, so much has happened. I'm so excited to dive in. Yeah. It's been a crazy hectic, busy year for both of us, whether that's the detox stuff we'll talk about or, um, just trying to do business, trying to do different coursework. I dropped out of a course, just started a new course and it's really been interesting. You were going crazy busy with obviously business and, uh, business kind of failing for a minute and now it's bouncing back, but you know, the ebbs and flows of business, but stacking that coaching certification on top and it still feels like no matter what, we kind of grown together more. We did have the big trip that we'll get into as well, which was really good to connect and just be away. And I don't think either of us worked at all when we were there. I did upload a podcast or two actually, but I had most of that already kind of done. Didn't take much time out of the schedule. And it's been a lot. It's just been busy, but as we still just continue to do the couple's work and all the different modalities and the nutritional balancing, it seems like you still connect even more on a deeper level when you already felt as if you were like really, really connected, like felt like we were already at like a peak, right? Like we're really in love. We're great. Trying to start a family and then it can still get better. Life can get better. The bond can get better. I can only imagine what kind of feelings, thoughts, processes that you'll learn and even grow deeper together when you have a child. Probably just insane. So I can't even imagine that. And it's just cool. It's like it feels like in the next year or two that most of this work that we've been doing for a really long time is probably going to pay off. Yeah. And there have been so many points of disconnection from me not feeling optimal when I had my breast implants and still needed my dental surgery. We were living in mold and Matt's journey through Lyme disease and auto, all of his autoimmune and just struggling with that, struggling to be in a marriage together and um, feeling disconnected, but knowing that there's still like an innate connection that's on a spiritual level. So all of this like weird life bullshit was thrown at us, but there's still this point of connection that you and I always experience that's just like greater than than we can even explain, I think. And so moving through that together and then sorting through all of our individual things that have kept us feeling disconnected and intentionally strengthening that bond as we strengthen ourselves has been just insane. It's been so good. And I the other day I was reflecting we're in September now. And this was the time where we started to say all in for one year. And we allowed that mindset to govern all of our decisions around investment and even around um, doing more conscious work together as a couple and um, really setting that as the intention of we're going to go in on all these businesses. We're going to go in all in on ourselves, go all in on each other for one year and see what happens. And when I think about that, and I was still making the decision whether or not to even join QCA, it was a huge investment. It was right around this time. And I'm like, oh my God, like so much can happen in a year with your intention and really putting movement behind what you want. And so it's so sweet to be back in this space right now um, to kind of bring it full circle and talk about everything that we've experienced and how we've healed and how we've grown and what we've got going on now. And even in a year, it can fly by and 
It doesn't look like what we probably thought it would look like a year ago, but you can kind of see the momentum and the buildup of everything. And that's all you can really ask for in business. You really have no idea exactly the timeline of trying to run a business, trying to keep the podcast afloat, all while trying to detox and deal with your own health issues. Those are always put you a couple steps behind for sure. But then as you gradually get better, you feel better. And also I really believe that with the um, protocol that we're on now for our health is like you almost are can release a lot of the timelines more you just feel more grounded and you just feel kind of more present and you have a little bit more faith in yourself as your body begins to heal people just don't even really realize how kind of burnt out and sick they are I don't believe and they're kind of some people are being really successful they're almost running on that adrenaline with while overlooking the actual nutritional status of their body, if they were to go on a protocol like ours, they wouldn't even be able to perform at that same level. So um, it basically had to be done in the way it was done because it is going to put you a couple steps back, you know, but then to catapult you forward for the rest of your life. <clears throat> I basically had to go through that because I was still having the neurological symptoms and still feeling quite a bit off. So basically it was a necessity for me, but I think a lot of people are running on fumes and just letting money and, you know, productivity be a driver of whatever they seek out in their lives. And they're probably going to hit that wall at some point as well. So I like that we created this space of healing in the beginning, because then once the pressure's on more and the stress comes on heavier from having this business that you've created in your mind for five, six years, you can handle that with, you know, a lot more groundedness. We're going to have a kid in the mix, you know, who knows, two kids in some years potentially. And with that grounding and balanced kind of body, you can accept everything that comes your way. You're both more level-headed if it comes to an argument or a disagreement. And so I like the way we did it and it still feels like we gained momentum, even with the healing that kind of kept us, you know, taking some naps, being a little tired. I still feel like we were pushing forward the whole time. I love that you brought that up about feeling more grounded and more present just as your body heals because for me, I had always been really obsessed with the timelines in which we were going to get things done and I put a lot of pressure on myself for the timeline in which I wanted to get things done within my business and shifting um, out of bartending into full-time personal training, coaching, yoga, all the things that I do. And I've just found that this year, the more that I heal physically, the more accepting I am, not only of myself, but of the bigger picture stuff, of course, but of other people as well. It's almost like a veil has been lifted and I can just, I can see myself for who I truly am. And I'm more easily able to be the cheerleader that I need rather than the voice of destruction, rather of that, yeah, that, that deeper inner critic that tells you you're stupid, you're not doing enough, it's not quick enough, you're never gonna be good enough that voice becomes quieter because you have this space, this feeling of being grounded and present in your physical body where you don't need to escape. Um, and it's just been life-changing. So I've been able to just find such a deep acceptance for the journey that I'm on is absolutely perfect. And we're still making quantum leaps. They might not look exactly as we pictured them. If we you know, go in reverse to last September and now we look at this one year out where we are right now after going all in for a year. Did I accomplish every single thing I thought I would? No, probably not. A lot of things look very different. But am I the same person? 
Absolutely not. And for me, one of the goals is to just be different year after year. And it's not about not liking who I am right now, but it's about evolving to that highest potential that I know is within me. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with always connecting to that higher self and getting closer to that being that does cheer you on and that is in the ether. You know, we can get a little bit woo-woo with it, but the higher version of you always, you know, they know what you're capable of. Um, they cheer you on regardless. They're they're there for you and they have accomplished all of your wildest dreams. And so the more that we merge those two versions of ourselves, um, life just evolves. And the more that you can find acceptance of like, okay, it might not be perfect right now, but small steps. We're inching closer. You're always moving the needle in the right direction. That just feels so good. And so looking back on this last year, I feel like both of us in a lot of ways, that's what we've been really focused on. And it's it's been manifesting. It's been evolving. And it's so beautiful. I totally agree. And <clears throat> what a lot of people don't realize, and it's such a hard concept to grasp, is that your nutritional deficiencies based on you, your actual biology and what you have going on, like via a test, your nutritional deficiencies and mineral imbalances do not just control energy. When your energy is low, even if you feel like you're decent, like you were still running a business, you still were teaching yoga, people looked up to you, we were hosting retreats, it wasn't like you were in a state of exhaustion like I was. These metals... And these deficiencies and imbalances, they create a different vision of yourself. There's a different voice inside of your head when you have that inflammation and when you have these metals that are in replace of where the minerals should be. And then also obviously other B vitamins, vitamin C, things, other things that are on the program we're on. It's actually insane. Your, your literal food cravings aren't even yours. The things that you like to enjoy on TV and just lay on the couch because you're exhausted, as you get better, you don't care about those. So it's a literal mind fuck because as you really get balanced, like a real protocol that's bringing you into balance, you are not even the same person. Your emotions are different. You actually have some type of like, it's on pretty much like therapy because your emotional baggage kinds of lit tends to lift things you've been through that's part of like moving the toxins around and getting out of getting them out of your body and out of your system and so you're just going through this whole protocol where you kind of feel crappy but then the days where you feel good you're like i'm literally different <laughs> you're like i'm completely different like, <laughs> totally. it is crazy and it's like i haven't talked to a person who's been on the protocol yet who hasn't felt the same way. So that's why I'm invested in it. That's why I want to talk about it a little bit today. It's unreal how much we've lost. The minerals in the soil are just gone. They're depleted. You need to, I think someone on a podcast said you got to eat like 60 peaches to get what you would eat in like one or two peaches, like 50, 60 years ago, or whatever. So it's unreal how much we need minerals, but they need to be balanced and they, need to be on a specific program and it's hard if you're really in a burnt out phase like me if you're like all the way exhausted it's going to be harder on you because you've let yourself get to this exhaustive state but you know other people haven't had it as bad you incur you know pushing through pretty a lot better than me obviously um but it's just crazy how you just don't experience life the same and it's just wild like your food cravings are different just anything you think that was your personality literal for your entire life 
the entire time you've existed on this planet, you thought, oh, I just like pizza or I just like this TV show. I like this TV show. But really, you start to gain energy back and your mood gets better and you go, oh, I was just watching the TV because I was exhausted. I wasn't really into that TV. I just didn't really have this extra energy after work to read a book or to accomplish something. I was in such a burnt out phase. And then you can kind of get this balance back and you go, wow, I don't even get triggered or mad at things, people cutting me off in traffic or someone at the store. But you really thought that was just your personality. And then you have to take a step back and breathe and trying to get through it or meditate, do yoga to release some of that. Or you're going to therapy for 10 years and then you realize a lot of the stuff can be changed just by getting your body back in balance. It's pretty much unreal. So true. And what I love most that you just said is you experience life differently. And again, coming from the coaching lens, we grow up with all of these stories, beliefs, patterns, things that um, societies put within us, our parents have put within us, we've put within ourselves that we think are permanent and they're not. So your model of the world is your model of the world. And it's a certain way for all of your lived experience up until this moment, but it can change at any time. But when you are not well within your physical body, those stories, those thoughts, those beliefs, they're roped within your cells, the energy of your body, and they come with the toxins, right? The toxins just like hold them in there. And when things start to move, they start to shift physically on a cellular level, your worldview starts to change. Things about your personality start to change. The way you think about things changes. And it's just been so eye-opening for someone that does the work. I've done emotional, mental work for the better part of six years now. And I've really started to feel quite different this year in the last six months. So I've been on a mineral balancing protocol where we take a hair tissue mineral analysis test, a hair test um, for six months now. And within the first three months, I just was telling Matt, like, I just feel different. And I struggled for a long time. Um, I had a really tumultuous year with my mom back and forth. And I said to him within the first three months, I'm like, I don't know if my mom is behaving differently or I'm just, I feel so much more love towards her right now. Like, I feel like I can just accept and forgive her. And he's like, it's the minerals. <laughs> and I promise she's not doing anything different. It's the minerals. And I was, just, and I would just like look at Matt differently, you know, things about him and our relationship that might feel uh, heavier, more intense in the past. It just doesn't anymore. And that's when I started to be like, wow, there's really something to this. And I always had thought like, oh, it's only about doing the emotional work, right? You, you have to do more healing and um, heal energetically, heal spiritually. And and while I do think that that has its time and its place, it's both or it's all of it. The physical body has to be involved. And I'm so glad that I found this at this stage in the game and in my career as I move forward because now I've been more interested. We hosted our first ecstatic dance last month and I really feel like it's part of my niche to help heal people through movement and heal people through the processing of their body. And as Matt moves towards his practitioner training to read his own HTMAs and you know he can take clients, we're just going to be able to offer the total package as we as we fine tune our skills this year. That's really my goal for the next six months is 
you know, fine tuning both of our skills within the coaching realm and in, um, you know, his health practitioner realm. And we can really, really heal people and change their lives because we've done it ourselves and we have the tools. We know what's possible, but it takes a lot of work. So I'm, I'm excited to dive in and tell people what it's really been like balancing minerals because for think about for so many years, you know, I've taken 10 different supplements a day for the last five years. I had no idea my body wasn't absorbing them. I had no idea even when I had extensive blood work labs tested last year after I got my breast implants out and I was prescribed 20 supplements, I would just think that, oh, I get my labs read. I take the supplements. I'm in balance. I'm healed. And it was not like that at all. And so it's interesting if you're someone that's taken supplements, you take magnesium, you take beef liver, you know, you you eat fish oil every day to really get a hair test and realize that the minerals um, or the metals, excuse me, rather are buried where the minerals would be. The metals are, you know, lodged deep within your brain. It's like, fuck, you think you're doing all the right things. You eat a perfect diet. You exercise. You do the spiritual work. You sit in the sauna. You go in the cold tub. You do the journaling exercises. You do the coaching and the therapy. And it's just like our cells. The plot thickens. Need- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always another level. Do I think that people need to constantly heal forever? Like I think the never ending healing journey can be a, a one of toxicity itself, right? The, the toxic need to, oh my God, there's always something else. There's always something more. I think that that's a really dangerous thing within the personal development world. But I do think that People need to rope it all in, physical body, emotional body, spiritual body, and that is the true path to balance, which is what I always say. That is the goal, is balance, homeostasis, equilibrium. Yeah, so why don't we get into like how you've actually felt on the protocol? Like, What has it been like for you? Like, We're talking about all of the positive things that have came out of it but now you've been on it for like six maybe seven months I think I'm almost at six months and you were like you actually started it before me because I recommended it and I knew that I wanted to try it out but you were having some complications with having dry mouth so you were like what kind of things should I do and I'm like I've really been interested in this mineral balancing protocol Um, you should try it out and then uh, Redox our practitioner was actually um, doing a sale so it worked out perfect for you so you got it cheaper and um so what has been like your overall experience talk about the ebbs and flows ups and downs whatever you want to get into so when i got my original hair test read by our practitioner redox he did a phone consultation with me i had just come back from friendship which is a five-day cruise an edm festival on a cruise ship and so this year you know, being my last best year of my life before I started trying for a baby. Um, That was going to be my last big like party girl solo vacation. I went with a bunch of my friends. And so you're just literally on a bender for five days, um, just destroying your body. But I was in a place where I, I knew that would be the experience and I was okay with it. But I had already taken my hair test before I went on that vacation. And I was like, okay, I kept declaring this is my last hurrah. And update. It really was my last hurrah. It was amazing. I had the best time, but came back and then had my hair test results read as I was literally laying on the couch in a come down from this festival. So we have Redox on speakerphone, Matt sitting next to me. I'm like literally struggling to be alive. And he's telling me, he's asking me if I'm fatigued, if I'm typically tired. And I didn't think I was. 
I was doing my coaching program. I had hosted two retreats. I was working full-time in my business. I had a ton of clients at the moment. I was teaching six yoga classes a week, just going super hard with work, working out, cooking all my meals, you know, being in a relationship with my husband. And he's like, I would be shocked to hear that you don't have fatigue. And I was like, I I don't feel like I have fatigue. I was like, I'm not excessively tired. (laughs) We got off the phone call and we were like cracking up. Like, I'm like, am I tired? I was so heavily pushing through it. I did not even realize that I was also in burnout mode. And that's what happens for a lot of high achievers is, you know, you run on adrenaline, you run on motivation, you run on being that goal chaser and that go-getter. And I had no idea that I was severely fatigued. So that was honestly news to me. And the weeks that followed, I started to reflect like, all right, well, I, I do reach for coffee every single day at noon and I do feel like I need to take a nap, but I don't have time for that. So I pushed through it and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm pretty fucking tired. So yeah, he's right. Um, it pointed to a number of different things. One of the most interesting being that my magnesium was extremely low and magnesium was a supplement that I had taken consistently for probably five years, every single day, never missed a dose. And so to hear that your magnesium's low after, you know, knowing that you were taking it, I was like, okay, so my body's not absorbing that. That's interesting. And then a lot of other things were out of whack and I got my first supplement protocol and it probably had like 15 things that I had to take three times a day, a bunch of new supplements that I had never taken before. And within the first couple months, um, it was very up and down. Like the first few weeks after it switched, I was extremely tired. Um, I added in coffee enemas, which I felt like helped, but I had perfect bowel movement, which I hadn't had in a long time on that first cycle. I was using the sauna. Um, I definitely would sleep more. And I had been super clean with my diet just to really support myself through that process. And a lot shifted within those first three months. So we retest every, I retest every quarter, every three months. And at that time, my results were just completely different after taking that first test. Magnesium level shot through the roof. The kicker was he didn't prescribe me any more magnesium than what I had already been taking. So I took the exact same amount of magnesium. He just adjusted other supplements. And then at that point, within three months, my body was starting to actually absorb that same exact supplement, same exact dose that I had taken for five years. And my magnesium level shot through the roof. And so I was like, okay, there's something to this. Um, I just started to instantly feel more clarity on the days that I wasn't tired. So I would say that it was up and down for about the first month. And then after that, it was like starting to be a steady stream of energy. And then you get the new supplement protocol, things shift. Um, I, I had about the same amount of supplements. It was just like a different... Uh, different things prescribed. But same thing, bowel movements would change, it'd be up, it'd be down, and then a steady stream of energy. And probably on that second cycle, I started to realize like emotionally I feel different. I had done so much work after a really jarring mushroom experience during a ceremony. Um, After that time, I'd done so much work to regulate my nervous system and ground back into my body. And it just felt like it wasn't until the minerals, till I started becoming more in balance with the minerals, that that work started to be integrated. I started to realize, okay, I'm more grounded now. 
And I didn't really know at the time if it was simply, oh, because it had been eight months of all of the tools that I had been using on the daily to re-regulate my nervous system and ground and be more present. Or was it simply just the fucking minerals? Because that was the thing that really changed. So that was an interesting realization. And we're very lucky that we have an at-home sauna. We have a coffee enema. Um, I have a PEMF mat, which I can lay on and all of those things really speed up the detox and help support your detox pathways. And, um, as things shift, those can be really nice tools, but I'm on my third round of supplements. I'm down to four different things a day. So way less than what I started with. Definitely the most inexpensive protocol, inexpensive testing I've ever done in comparison to all of the blood work labs and stool samples that I've done before with a nurse practitioner. And it just feels different. I will say the last two months, I haven't had a solid bowel movement. That's been really challenging. So I know that I'm releasing something. I've released parasites being not on a parasite cleanse. So that shows me that something's moving around in my body as I have, you know, irregular bowel movements. And within those, I can literally see parasites. That's been crazy. And... um. Yeah, I think I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, that was just how it goes. Now that I've been starting the practitioner training, obviously I talked to Aaron, aka Redox Stasis, a lot and follow a couple other practitioners. It really depends on how deep your exhaustion and burnout is, but for the most part, everyone's been clinging on to these metals. Most of us being exposed three generations back just through industrialization, you know, you're going to breathe them in when you're outside, they're spraying them in the air, you're breathing in brake dust. You know, some of our parents worked in chemical factories or, you know, GM or wherever, just all of the things that we use in the modern world contain a lot of metals. And then you add in the way the American diet has changed and, you know, mom's really not paying attention to minerals. We are now in this generation, some of us, but for a lot of us, our families were just eating whatever they wanted. They didn't care. They thought they felt good, but now our generation started to experience it a lot more. And then we're even seeing it worse in little kids. So the generation after us is now even a lot worse. So it's catching up to us. Definitely. And for me, you know, I, as anyone who's listened to this podcast, if you're new, I've, I mean, I've spent, I was spending a thousand dollars a month, probably for five years on supplements, all the most cutting edge things I could research suppositories. I was doing the enemas. I've been doing a sauna for like, we've had the sauna for like four years at least. Um, I mean, $20,000 line protocol, 12, 15 grand on getting all my cavitations out of my jaw. I mean, I have been unwavering and steady 24-7 trying to heal. And this is the first protocol that I felt has done that. And it hasn't been easy. I mean, I'm doing two coffee enemas a day back to back. I'm laying on the PEMF mat so that I can get the red light on my liver and in my stomach. But also to help the detox. I'm doing saunas. Tons of naps. Like for me, it was like a, I didn't care about doing the naps. Probably the hardest part for me was just like I'm still really too tired to actually go work out like I haven't been napping as much recently but I still don't feel like if I feel like if I would go to the gym it would probably take the energy that I do have so it would probably be counterproductive so I'm kind of just cherishing this 
um, energy that I do have and just using it towards, you know, learning, reading, doing the podcast, you know, doing the research instead of going to exhaust myself at the gym, which kind of sucks because I'm just a guy who's always worked out since middle school and I really enjoy that. But I'll get back to that as I regain balance. I don't want to mess the protocol up. And what's weird is you've seen me be really sick and still go to the gym and push through and then have to come right home and take a nap and then, you know, go about my day, go work, do everything because I love working out so much. The most depressing part of being sick the past five or six years is not feeling good enough to, you know, work out, do yoga, do all the things that I enjoy. So I would just push through and I would actually kind of feel worse a lot of times afterwards, but I just wanted to look good, you know, and the mindset has changed with the minerals. Like I don't feel bad about not working out. Like I feel completely fine. And it's kind of like back to that voice you were talking about earlier. The voice is different. You know, if I put on a little bit of weight or I lose a little bit of muscle, the same voice isn't there. Like, oh, you're fat or, oh, you're, you know, you don't, you're not as buff. Your shirts fit differently. Like I'm not as critical as I was when I was sicker or how I have been in the past, even before I was really sick, you know, all my twenties, I worked out all the time and that voice was kind of always there. And the thing is I was trying to outwork faulty hormones and metabolism anyway. So it only makes sense to get your metabolism back in shape, get the metals out of the way, get your nutrition correct. And, you know, and the caveat to that is obviously we've been eating the cleanest diet out of anybody that I know most likely, um, besides like people that you follow on the internet, you know, other biohackers or podcasters, they're obviously really clean too. But as far as like general public, people that we know are like, wow, you guys eat really clean. You eat every meal at your house. So we've been doing that for years. You know, I cut out seed oils in like 2017. Like that's a long time. People are really talking about it now, but I was vegan when I quit eating seed oils. It was like forever ago. And it just, is different. And I've had, I mean, tons of like pounding in my head and like headaches and extreme exhaustion, like lingering depression. And there was like a month or two when my protocol shifted where I felt like I was just eliminating parasites, like all of the time, every, I was having crazy food cravings, like depression, fatigue, like it was almost unbearable. And I was doing the coffee enemas. I was doing everything they were asking me to. I just think that I was that sick. And then lo and behold, you get your retest back and you see you've eliminated a bunch of mercury, a bunch of other metals on the hair test. And I've been doing another test called the Oligo scan, which I'm going to do a podcast with the owner of that maybe in the next couple months. And my levels were just crazy high on that, which showed different metals. Like my cadmium was through the roof on all of that, every single test, like in the red and cadmium, actually, now that I'm learning the HTMA course myself is like one of the main things that's involved with fatigue. Cadmium is like one of the main drivers of fatigue. And that was super high on the oligo scan. And you know, could have been from secondhand smoke, my mom smoking, it's in a lot of foods, but it's also, I've been posting about this recently is it's in marijuana a lot. They pick up a lot of cadmium. So all through my twenties, I was smoking, you know, I was growing a lot of it, but not really ever getting it tested for metals or anything. So I don't really know if my own stuff had cadmium, but also I smoked a lot of other people's stuff that did not have any kind of certificate of analysis and 
So who knows? I mean, I have to imagine that a lot of that uh, cannabis that I smoked had cadmium in it. So it's also in tobacco products, and I used to chew like real tobacco. Like now, I use the the clean pouches, but like I used to just chew cheap grizzly wintergreen, which is tobacco. So probably some right in your jaw from that. And it was just crazy to finally see. I had been telling you for years, like I have mercury poisoning. Like, I don't care what this Lyme doctor says. I know that I, heavy metals are the cause of all this. And I think they're potentially the cause of all disease. And it's funny. You just get everybody work. Everybody that I've got working on a program is releasing metals. You know, uh, Peyton's girlfriend's on She had PCOS. She's doing better. Kurt's releasing metals. And it's interesting that your body actually will dump excess minerals on the program as well. Like I had a potassium dump, which sounds bizarre. People are like, well, what would that mean? Well, as you balance out, your body also gets rid of excess minerals. You'll see the calcium and magnesium shoot up sometimes. It's just kind of like a healing process that the body goes through as it's trying to retrace and get back in balance. So it's not only the metals you know, too high or too low of a mineral is bad as well. So you're just trying to over the course of a couple of years, you know, I've been reading Dr. Wilson's stuff. He's talking about sometimes three years. Clark that I follow just released more lead last year. I think he's been on the program like 10 years. So like there's just deep toxins within your system and the protocol's great. And why I like it is that the body on this protocol releases the toxins as it feels safe. And that's why I like it. So yeah, maybe it takes longer than some chelation, but with the chelation, you're just ripping things out, which can cause further imbalances, can actually be more damaging. If the toxin or the metal doesn't actually get out of the system, it can be relocated or redistributed to somewhere that's worse than where it was before. Like maybe it's hiding out in the bones because that's safer than your brain. But then you use the chelation and you stir it up, it doesn't get expelled into the feces and then now it finds its way to the brain. So you can stir up some things if your body's not ready to release that and then it can go somewhere that's even worse. So that's why I've kind of been against chelation and I do like a little zeolite powder. I don't think it's the same as just pulling out straight with like a synthetic chelator like EDTA and some of the other stuff that people use um, as far as chelation. And it's just been a wild ride, but it's bizarre to think that all of the stuff that I've paid so much money for and trying in functional labs and functional doctors to find a protocol that is to me cheap because I've been through the ringer and even cheap for you because you've seen some functional practitioners to realize that you can just pay, you can pay 200 for a test. But most people probably would feel comfortable at least with their first couple getting a consultation. So that might cost you an extra hundred bucks, but two, 300 bucks, then you're spending a good, I'd say like anywhere from a hundred to 150 bucks a month on the supplements. So like not really breaking the bank, in my opinion, uh, especially for your health, but you can feel kind of crappy for a year and a half, two years um, if you're really bad, but I'm already starting to feel pretty decent after six months. Now it could ebb and flow a little bit more, obviously, but also we have the biohacks. We have the things that help speed it up. I'm doing back-to-back -back coffee enemas every day. So there's like, you know, I'm just like a diehard warrior with it because I felt so shitty for so long, but it is an up and down program. And I think that 
potentially it's not going to be for everybody. I just had a girl message me on Instagram. She's been asking questions because she sees me posting things with Redox. She said she took a third of a Megapan pill, one third of a capsule and felt like shit. Mm. So it's like, I, it's definitely not just like a walk in the park. I was kind of wondering if it was like, maybe was that even too, was that this like such a low dose that it just stirred up a little bit, but didn't actually do what it was supposed mm-hmm. to do. I'm wondering if she's like going too low for the program. Cause I have read that if you just kind of dabble, it's not really going to work. Like you mm-hmm. have to take what it is. If you have an intense healing reaction, I think practitioners can recommend you to cut it back a little bit or cut off the saunas or cut out the enemas so that you're not speeding, keep speeding things up. But it's a harder protocol. But I think most people have like had anxiety for like 10 years, like lingering. So it's like, do you want to feel crappy for a year and a half, two years so that you can live the next 50, like healthy, whole and complete, vibrant, you know, get things done. You really can't be creative. You can't accomplish things that you want to do in that state. That's just like a whole piece of it. It's like the, I was reading the book already for the course and it's like people in burnout just talk about things that they want to do, but it never happens. Mm -hmm. They just talk a lot Mm -hmm. because they have the ideas. People all are creative. People all have ideas. Not everyone has the energy to complete it. And so what you want to be going for, especially in the way the world is so toxic nowadays is you just want that energy back. You want to, Get that, you know, get that engine running. It needs some, it needs some different parts. It's using dirty car parts, as Eileen Durfee would say that I had on the show. She calls them junkyard parts. The toxic metals are in place of where your beneficial minerals should be. And so they're just basically junkyard parts, but it is a survival mechanism. Without the metal and the mineral, you'd die. So the body is actually holding on to the mercury or the lead or whatever so it stays alive. It has to have something in the enzymatic binding site. So we look at all these metals as being, you know, demonizing them all and it's not they're definitely not good. There's not safe levels of them, but we also have to change our perspective. It's because of our diets and our nutrition and the mineral loss. So we need to focus on both. It's like you need to get the minerals from food as well as taking the supplements. And that's the only way we're going to combat the heavy metals that we have going on. Yeah, for me personally, it's like the return on investment of spending one to two years um, is so little in the grand scheme of life of having 30, 40, 50 years of longevity left. And... Truly, for me, people will always ask, like, oh, like, how can you be so dedicated? Like, I'll I'll tell them, like, yeah, we, like, don't really ever go out to eat. It's, like, usually, like, once a quarter we'll go to, like, a really fancy dinner and they'll just be like, gosh, I wish I could do that. And, you know, I was like that for a long time because I didn't have the energy to think about being fully dedicated to something, right? The easy way out is to just have the drink and to go get the food and to just ignore the fact that it has seed oils, like, whatever, I'll start tomorrow, you know, just eat eat the thing that's 
going to make you feel like shit because temporarily you want to feel good. And now it's my whole perspective has changed because health is absolutely everything. And I was a person that always talked about what I wanted to do, but couldn't go after it. And it may have seemed like I've been able to go after it um, because I have to some degree, but not to the degree that I am absolutely capable of. And I know that in my heart. And I know that as I heal over time, I'm going to be able to break through those chains that are still binding me to being able to do the 50% capacity of what I'm capable of and to just full force go after every single thing that I want. Because the more energy that you have, the more that your body's in balance, the more that your brain works properly and there's not a ton of brain fog or brain fog, excuse me, or cloudiness, just fogging, you know, your vision, then you're able to see it. You're able to see it. You're able to have the energy to execute it. You're able to be motivated to really put your dreams into motion. And that's been a big thing for me as well. That was one of my biggest symptoms with breast implants um, and mold was I always have, my brain's not worked properly, right? I've always said like to coaches, I've worked with coaches and they're, they're kind of like, okay, like you can do it. Like you can just do it. Right. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like there's a disconnect between my my soul, my message, and my brain and translating what I know is in there out into the world. And two years ago, it would have even I would have even struggled to do this podcast and articulate my words and get my thoughts out in a way that sounded smooth and eloquent. And now as those systems are coming back online, specifically in the last six months, I'm like, oh my God, I have so much clarity. I have so many ideas and I can put them into play. About halfway through the minerals, so it would have been like three months in because I'm about six months out, I just started pumping out Instagram content. Like I would just be laying on the mat and then I would have an idea and I would type it in my notes and then I'd literally be able to get up, go to my computer, write a post, find a photo. And it was just like so easy. And that to some people, that's not a big deal. That might be a very easy thing for them to do. But when you feel like your brain doesn't work properly, that task seems impossible, right? So you might have the wisdom or you might have the motivation or you might have the message that you want to share with your audience, but it, it just would take you hours to put it together. And for me, I was still pushing through that for a really long time, still creating content because it's important to me to nurture my community and share what I've learned. And But all of those tasks were so fucking hard. I did them anyway because I can push through my fatigue. Obviously, you know, Redox told me I'm tired and I'm like, I'm not tired, <laughs> but I was really tired. But um, now it has just been like the last three months, like I will just sit at my computer and write. I was able to, you know, create my entire website, something that had been lingering for years. Honestly, I would just be able to sit down and work on the computer for four hours at a time. I'd be able to translate um, these things that I wanted to share into beautifully written posts and lessons and get on my stories and talk and, and not feel like I had to do five takes because my sentences would trail off. Like the brain fog has been a huge improvement. And I feel like as you do balance your minerals, and you get that sense of clarity, the motivation that's there within you, it you just can't even stop it because you are in alignment and not even being spiritually aligned within your message and within your work, but bringing your body into it, it's there is no stopping you. I totally agree. And it's weird because it's we just kind of look at this thing as – just like we're in it, especially people in the spiritual community, but like, we're like, we're doing the work, we're doing yoga. Like a lot of these 
exercise movements and emotional processes that we're doing, breath work, they're amazing, but they're just kind of a mask of the symptom. You can use the same hormones and energy type of exhilarating kind of like uplifting feeling you get from running and lifting or breath work. You can use that the same as you use a drug. Absolutely. So it's like people who work out really intensely and really hard all the time and then do not feel good when they don't go to the gym. I would argue that they're in a state of exhaustion, most likely able still to push through, but using the neurotransmitter dump, the good high type of endorphin feelings from the workout to power through. But if you take that away from them, they're stripped down to nothing. So the goal here is to bring the body into balance so that you just feel good working out when you want to, when it aligns, when it feels good. You shouldn't have to go six days a week. You shouldn't have to do it. If you want to do it and you feel good, I get it. But if I take that away from you for two weeks, what do you feel like? What is it? Are you okay with just going on a walk and getting some sunshine? That definitely is probably a mind fuck for some people because they don't really think that they're actually using the workout as a crutch. And for me, for a long time, that was it. And I recently told you that, you know, I probably weigh a couple more pounds than what I usually like to stay at. And for some reason, I feel good in my body. And Matt was like, it's the minerals. And I don't think it's in the way of like, it makes you lazy and unmotivated. I think that you just find a deeper sense of acceptance because there's not that feeling of feeling bloated and feeling, you know, for so long when I was sick with my implants, I wanted to literally unzip my skin and crawl out. Like the way you feel when you're inflamed and your joints hurt and you just feel puffy and you're retaining water and you feel so icky. I felt like that for so long. And so it was a constant battle between me and the aesthetic of my body. Because if I could just control the aesthetic and I could still look in the mirror and like what I see, then I could override the feelings of feeling like absolute dog shit in my own skin. And there was the disconnect for me between those two things. What I really felt like and what I could look in the mirror and see and and fake myself into feeling. And right now, I feel so happy within my own body. And if I would be at this weight or this shape, perhaps two years ago, I would have been like, oh, I'm so disgusting, right? Like I need to lose five pounds. And when you just heal on a cellular level, you're not at war with yourself anymore. And that's been really huge for me. Yeah. And when those thoughts and that kind of added stress are constantly with you, that's when it seeps out into the rest of your life. That's when you feel like, oh my God, I've had a long day. Instead of resting and reading, you want to drink mm. or you want a drug or you want something. When you're reaching for certain substances, even myself, I'll call myself out as far as like using caffeine and nicotine, even though I use pharmaceutical grade nicotine, it's definitely overuse. But then I read into it and they go, oh, slow oxidizers reach for stimulants to feel normal. And it goes, mm -hmm. oh, and then you read into it more and you go, it's also the same thing with alcohol or Adderall or, you know, the things that I used for a long time. I was probably already in burnout pushing through even farther. That's also why my journey has been harder. Had I just took a step back, didn't use the cannabis, didn't use the alcohol, didn't use the Adderall, the Vicodin, anything I was using, 
and goes, Hey, I'm kind of in a burnout here. Probably wouldn't have been as bad going through everything I went through, but instead I went six, seven years of just using those substances to override the burnout. So then when I got off of those and I moved down to Florida, I'm thinking I'm just going to go run in the sunshine and be living on the beach. I'm going to be great in a couple months. I was fucking awful. I was <laughs> you dead. Thought, you I was thought. literal fucking <laughs> as dead as a person can be, like literally non-existent, not reaching out to people, not vibrant, just hard to deal with, always tired. And it took a long time and I think everything happens for a reason. I think finding this protocol might be part of my purpose. It's really going to be how I'm going to help people in the way that I think that I wanted to. So everything happens on God's timeline and, you know, the way it's supposed to, and it's healed us both and it'll be good for our baby. It just, it just happens how it's supposed to, but in the thick of it, it really sucks. And so for a lot of people who really get down on themselves for using substances, I've never really been that way. <laughs> You've proudly just I've used your probably substances. just used substances. So I've actually never really gotten down on myself. I just thoroughly enjoyed them. But um, so I'm a little bit of a different breed. I'm accepting of myself and in, in the stages that I'm in. You know, I would say that I'm a drug addict, or I would say that I'm an alcoholic. When most people say that they're not an alcoholic, yes, unless it's like gone off the wagon and they're drinking like for breakfast, then they like know they're an alcoholic. But even then, they don't just go, "I'm an alcoholic." They kind of. Oh, I could stop if I wanted to. Like they kind of like talk themselves out of it. Like I've always known what I had going on and I know what it is with drinking coffee and using nicotine. But, um, I do think that even over time, if I heal, I might just go down. I'll just have the one cup in the morning instead of having the second cup some hours later or quit using nicotine or use a lot less or whatever it may be. So if you're a person who's really getting down on yourself, who's reaching for, it could be anything. It could be micro doses. It could be macro doses. We're talking psychedelics here. If you're not in the psychedelic realm, it could be caffeine. It could be nicotine. It could be Adderall. You're reaching for those things because your energy system's off and you need that to override the system. If you're feeling terrible, and you need a couple of drinks to kind of light your brain up. So now you're talkative. Now you're social. That's a problem. Would you feel okay if you were just sitting there without drinks? And it's funny. We've actually had a pretty easy time, I feel like, recently. Like, going out and not having a drink. Like, I just drink a feel-free. If people don't know that, uh, what that is, it's like a kava kind of drink with a tiny bit of kratom in there. But it's like a drink alternative that just makes you feel a little loose. So, yeah, I had that, but it's not damaging. It's not like, I mean, when we go to concerts, we go. We fucking party. We might take some extracurricular substances <laughs> that I won't uh, talk about here. But we might take a little something and usually have seven drinks. You know, not 30 like I used to, but I would have four, five, six drinks at a concert take a little something or usually take mushrooms or something. But we've just like went to these concerts lately, which is like the main place that I would drink over the past couple of years. I haven't really partied too much, but if I was at a concert or at a nice dinner, I would generally have some drinks and I just like, didn't even care. I just took the feel free and was like, whatever. And <clears throat> you know, and I'm still not even great. I'm wondering if I just keep healing over the couple of years, if it just doesn't even matter at all. Like you just, don't even care. Like you'll either have a substance or you won't even including a feel free. Yeah, this is definitely hands down the easiest time I've ever had being sober without a doubt. 
And for the last several years, I've been taking a month off, two months off, three months off, a couple times throughout the year because I've always liked to stay ahead of my addictions or to make myself think that I was staying ahead of my addictions by being able to take those smaller breaks. And I'm coming up on three months right now, and I've only ever done three months sober one other time. I think we recorded a podcast after. I did 100 days. And and it at that time, it was just pretty much to prove to myself that I could do it. And this time is just completely different. And yes, I've done work over the last few years, but I truly, truly feel like it's because my body is finally coming back into balance that I don't have the cravings of, oh my God, I need a glass of wine or the the feeling of literally like being out of my body and being like, oh, let's go get a drink after this or go get a drink after work. It Those just aren't even thought patterns anymore. And I really, truly feel like it's the minerals. Yeah. I mean, you, even more than me, would be like, let's go to the bar after we even had the drinks at the concert. Like you would want to like keep it going. And Hell yeah. you know, not, I mean, and I would usually at least go for one more or something because we've already had a few and it wasn't with any regularity or whatever, but I just don't really feel as called to do it. It's, it's pretty crazy because I've always, I've been good. Like I've been really good because I mostly because I felt sick. So if I would drink, I would be awful for a few days. So I would actually have to battle it though. Like if I'm out at a concert or something, I would have to be having this voice in my head. Like you should be drinking like, or go get a drink. You know, I would have to kind of fight it if I wasn't doing it now. I don't feel like I have to fight it now. I just feel like, Oh, we're not drinking. Cool. Like I really, I absolutely 100% don't care. Yeah, not drinking at rap concerts. Like we went to, I went to three. Two of them were with Matt and we just went completely sober. I've never done that since I was a teenager. And it was just something that I didn't have to battle with. And typically when I choose to just do a normal activity like that where there will be drinking, but I'm going to be the one that doesn't drink, it's a battle. I have to prepare myself. I have to talk myself into it. I have to remind myself of why I'm doing it. I have to not judge myself if I do fuck up. And it just hasn't even been an issue. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah, and we're really not even that far in. Six months is actually still kind of new to the program. People say you really start to feel good after like two, three years. It gets easier. You don't have as many detox reactions as time goes on, but you still continuously feel better because you will dump off some of those excess minerals here and there a few more metals here and there, maybe not as many as you're doing right now, but it's just crazy to think like in six months, how different our perspectives have shifted on just drinking in like a social situation. Totally. And for me, it's all about holding the big picture vision, right? Instead of giving into instant gratification, um, drinking especially, but with other situations too, right? Trying to hold out for that bigger picture of, You know, if I can have infinite energy in a year or two years, or if I can prepare my body so that when I do go into pregnancy, I'm the healthiest I've ever been and my baby's going to be super healthy and I'm going to have the brain power to create all the things I want to create and I'm going to have the energy and the motivation to me cooking my meals at home instead of going out to eat. That's just a small sacrifice, right? For the bigger picture vision, you know, not drinking so that I can have more clarity, be sober, have better cellular function, have better recovery, you know, not have to have my body be forced to detox the alcohol. I can detox what I'm supposed to be detoxing, small sacrifice in 
vision of that larger scale benefit. Yeah, I agree. Any more updates on mineral mineral balancing that you want to get to before we switch topics? I mean, be prepared to take the nastiest shits of your life. <laughs> They're so awful sometimes. Um, they're Like I said, for two months, I haven't had a solid bowel movement. So there have been like emergency situations of <laughs> needing to use the bathroom when I'm out in public or at my yoga studio. And uh, I've never had to deal with that before. I remember when I was... I had my breast implants in and I was doing keto before the wedding and really um, just starting to notice that I was having physical body symptoms, right? I didn't really know I was sick and I was just starting to notice things. I would go like days without pooping. Like I would realize like, oh, it's been like three days since I've pooped. And so to have bowel movements all day, every day is very new for me. But I just know that it's my body releasing what it needs to release. So never thought I'd do a coffee enema. Matt's been doing them for five years. I'm like, that's fucking weird. You're weird. You're disgusting. And you just feel better when you do these things. So um, be open-minded. It's all about being open-minded and remembering that um, you're doing healing that's going to bring you just so much longevity and happiness. And um, it's all about, you know, moving forward. And, and this really is the way forward. I know it in my heart. Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. One last comment I'll say on that. When you told me that you only have a bowel movement every like two or three days and it's just been like that for like your whole <laughs> life, I was extremely concerned. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like you have to be toxic. Like you might not think you are, but if you're not eliminating, eliminating every day, then the toxins don't get to be released and then they just recirculate in the body. I was like, we have to get you on some things. Like I was concerned, literally like I was sick as fuck and I was still like, what the <laughs> hell? At least I'm going to the bathroom every day. I'm making sure I'm doing the magnesium. If not, I'm doing the coffee enema. Like I was making sure to get stuff out and you were thought that just life was normal with going to the bathroom every three days. Honestly, I was drinking wine four nights a week and not caring about anything, right? That was the time that I was just pushing through and thought that I was good. And I, in fact, was not good. I had no idea that I had so much healing to do, but uh, it's been it's been a beautiful journey. So, Yeah, it's amazing. I actually wanted to get into this next topic before the mineral balancing, but I just let it flow and we kind of just got into that. But I want to talk about our trip to Costa Rica. And it's also another kind of mindfuck perspective switch for people because it was our honeymoon, but we had been married for three years. So anyone who's listened knows that our wedding got shut down due to COVID. And then we had a wedding again a year later. It was still kind of weirdly COVID. We didn't know if we wanted to fly around and deal with mass mandates and all the things that COVID would have brought traveling abroad. So we just kind of took a little mini moon, we called it, and went over to a resort here local for a couple of days. And then we pushed it off with kind of, we didn't know if we were ever going to take one. And 
as we were like, let's take one last trip before we um, start to try to have a family. And, you know, obviously, once you have a kid, you're not just going to be able to be as free and just go somewhere for two weeks. There's going to be a kid in the mix that you got to either take with you or babysitter, however that looks. And so I kind of wanted to like change people's ideas once again as we were talking about timelines earlier is like not everything has to be black and white and by the book like you don't have to get married spend thirty thousand on a wedding and then leave and put yourself in debt and spend another eight grand being gone for two weeks in a foreign country just to come back just because that's what society's like says you're supposed to do you're supposed to throw this giant wedding and then go and be gone and enjoy the first couple of weeks of a wedding. If you're capable of doing that, that's great. I think us waiting, really planning a trip, having more money to spend on that trip, not going into debt for anything. I kind of thought it was beautiful and I felt like we were a little bit healthier. We were feeling better. I think overall it just ended up being better. Yeah. So having a honeymoon three years after being married is not your typical timeline, but I really feel like with all the postponements from our wedding, having two weddings, getting to elope, um, all of that was just divine timing. And there was once a time where, um, you know, Matt couldn't be out of the house for two days. He was really resistant to even traveling anywhere because he couldn't eat hotel food, right? He didn't want to be out of the house away from his sauna and structured water and air filters. And um, it was just you know, if you stay in an Airbnb with a little bit of mold and conditions aren't perfect, that was enough to put him out for two days when we returned home. So for him, it wasn't even worth traveling. And so I really had no idea when we, we would even take a honeymoon. And what happened was last summer, he started a random copper protocol and he was just taking really high doses of copper, sort of renegade style, just with a protocol that he found from this guy that he liked online um, with a bunch of other minerals. And he started to get better really quickly. And I remember being like, okay, there's color in your face again. You know, your eyes are white. You have a personality. You're vibrant. You're cracking jokes. Like, who are you? And then we started to play with the idea of actually getting a hair test and balancing the minerals to what your specific needs are in your body through the guidance of a practitioner, right? But everything with Matt up until that point had been renegade style. You know, he's going to hear something, he's going to try it. But either way, we he started to get better really quickly and we could actually start talking about a honeymoon. We knew that before we started trying for a baby, we wanted to take one really big last trip while we were just carefree and we had the money to spend. So we ended up uh, uh, traveling to Costa Rica and taking a two-week trip because if we were going to do it, we were going to do it right, right? We were going to do it big and go all out. And I finally got the honeymoon that I dreamed of, even better than what I dreamed of because if we would have taken one right after either of our weddings, it would have been much shorter. We wouldn't have had as much income to spend. We wouldn't have been able to be away from work for two weeks. And so it just turned out better than I even imagined. And there was once a time that I just, I could never even picture Matt taking a trip like that. And I swear to God, he was like a different person in Costa Rica. Like he crushed it. He absolutely crushed it. And I, I just couldn't even believe it because he had been sick for so long. And so to see him go be in another country and not just enjoy himself, but fucking thrive, it had been like, 
gosh, all of these struggles that we've been through in this marriage, specifically around him having a chronic illness, it none of it mattered anymore. It was just one of those full circle moments of like, this is my husband. You know, this is the person that I started dating nine years ago and we would just pick up and travel everywhere. And it, we could eat hotel food and, not, and it was fine and we could have drinks and it was fine and it was so carefree and fun. And it was just so beautiful to be in the experience of that again um, while we still could. So we had the best time ever in Costa Rica. We traveled our asses off. We went there with not a lot of plans. We had only planned a couple days in the beginning and a couple days in the end and left the middle um, seven or eight days just completely open. So once we got there, we could just travel wherever we wanted. And neither of us had done a big international trip like that. So that was the first time we'd been in a Spanish speaking country, you know, not at an all inclusive resort, having to rent a car, having to trust each other in the navigation and getting around. And, um, it was just amazing. And I truly feel like it worked out like that for a reason, because had we rushed our timeline, we would have never gotten that experience. I would have been just too dead. I wouldn't have had as enough energy it was really interesting to get into, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I actually did an interview with Jason Hommel. It's one of my most popular interviews, actually, all about copper and high-dose copper, but it wasn't, people kind of mistakenly think he was he's just taking high-dose copper, but he's got zinc on the protocol and boron and selenium and B vitamins. I mean, it's like a whole protocol, kind of like what we're on right now. It's not just like high-dose copper. So there were other things but it wasn't dialed in like what we're doing now as specific. You're kind of going based off symptoms and things like that. So it was a little bit more just like room for error, but I did start to release some parasites. I was feeling better, had a little bit more energy. So I stuck with that for like a year. I didn't just like give up on it. I was gradually getting a little bit better, but it wasn't really getting to the root of everything, but I was a lot better than when I wasn't doing it. So I just kept doing it. So I was like, whatever. And then we did the HTMA and got a lot better, but <clears throat> going over there was, was beautiful. We traveled, we hiked, like all the things we had been talking about for so many years and the things we've discussed on this podcast going through, it was like, it came full circle. And I hope that, you know, that really did give you a little spark of hope of like what's to come in the future and the kind of person that I really actually am. I'm not just the person who lays on the couch and fucking watches TV and is half dead. I'm really not. And I love to explore and do things. That's just part of my nature. But when you're just exhausted like that, you can't pull it off. And it was a little bit rough. We both had some uh, stomach issues. Shout out to Micah from Simply03 for sending me some ozone suppositories and tablets to try out for my trip because I don't know if um, it was the seed oils. I think the seed oils played a big role. We should touch on that. You know, I have a, um, a whole episode with Seed Oil Scout as well, where you can find seed oil free restaurants in your neighborhood. So that's a dope app for wherever you live. And um, I think it's mostly US based, but I think it is starting to branch out as well. But um, we were just kind of eating the literal like continental breakfast or whatever <laughs> at the hotel, like cheap, moldy coffee seed oil cooked eggs and rice and beans and i powered through it was good but we had a lot of stomach issues to say the least you were pretty under the weather for one full day 
I was honestly sick a lot in that trip. And I just, I literally could not believe that Matt was <laughs> feeling better than I was. Like he would get up every day, like, all right, baby, what are we doing today? He'd, he'd go down and get us a coffee. And I would be like in the bathroom for an hour, <laughs> just <laughs> emptying myself because I'm just not used to eating that food. So that was pretty shocking. But besides that, we had the most amazing time and really made the most of it. I had my first sharding experience uh, while whitewater rafting, pushing myself past my boundary of, you know, eating foods that I don't typically eat and still just trying to power through the excursion anyway. So literally had shit in my pants as we were ATVing and whitewater rafting. And that was an experience, but something we could laugh about (laughs) in the future and reflect on, you know, all this new learned wisdom. Yeah, I guess I didn't really, I knew she wasn't feeling that well as far as her stomach, but we had this excursion plan. She was like, yeah, I'll go whitewater rafting, whatever. And then she was kind of like, oh, I, I don't feel that well. I might need to go home. And I was like, it's just ATV. And I was kind of just like overplaying it. We're in Costa Rica. I'm trying to have the time of my life. I'm like, let's go. You know, I'm trying to ATV through the, through the, by the volcano and through the jungle. And yeah, she sharded herself. So that was her first, I've sharded myself before. So <laughs> I just was like, I couldn't even actually believe that she had never let one slip personally. <laughs> Um, so I think most of you can relate with that. I, I thought that was pretty crazy that she had made it to that age without ever letting it slip, but it's probably cause you don't use the bathroom, but every four days. <laughs> um, so maybe that's the reason why you don't shart, but it was an experience. It was amazing. We had this crazy exotic nine course dinner up in the treetops where they give you like all these small courses. We were eating Wagyu as one course with like lop stir stuffed pasta and a wine pairing with every meal and cocktails and we had a good mix of like lots of hiking mixed with doing some bougie upscale dinner stuff sometimes we didn't feel like being bougie because we were wore out from the sun and the hiking but it was amazing if people have never been to costa rica it was like literally one of the most beautiful places you could ever visit in my opinion yeah and what's super sweet about a timeline that Uh, isn't typical is that it seems like every year we've had these big things that happen that allow us to become closer again and really feel like we've I feel like we've stretched like the wedding experience over three years (laughs) instead of just like oh you get married and go on your honeymoon and it's like it's wedding month and it's over it's like we eloped and then the next year we had our wedding and we're newlyweds again and then two years after that then we had our Costa Rica honeymoon trip and um What's really beautiful about that is just like really reflecting on your why of why you've even gotten married and experienced these beautiful big things together and looking back on the years that have passed and the milestones that we've achieved individually and together and um, having a reason to really come together again and just celebrate our love uh, has been so super fun. So I never want that to end. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good refresher, a good reminder a good way to look back on marriage, you know? So it's almost kind of cool in that aspect. It's like sometimes like they call it the honeymoon phase for a reason, right? Well, what if your honeymoon's three years later? You get, <laughs> you get to revisit that phase, you know? Maybe that spark you've lost a little bit. You guys kind of settle into 
being comfortable or someone let themselves go or you got kids in the mix or whatever and you know maybe postpone your honeymoon three years and then get to revisit that spark yeah and for me it's been really important to really be super present with the stage that I'm in right now before we start a family because when you start a family things change and so really like there were so many times throughout that honeymoon that I would just be like gosh like it's just us and this is so fun this is such a sweet stage as well and things are going to change in the best way but can I enjoy what's here right now to the absolute fullest. So with every dinner, right? Like, oh gosh, we're never going to be here again. Like we went the, one of the last nights we like went out in Hako and got a driver and went to a nice dinner. But then we like went to bars. We never go to bars. We were like taking shots, right? Like <laughs> let's just drink tequila and like go to the bar. We never do this. And we kept like laughing. Like what if this is the last time we go to the bar together before I get pregnant? Like just really being immersed in like all of these like little moments. Um, that was so special. And it reminded me that that can extend not just on your honeymoon. You can bring that into your real life. And I feel like that's been strengthening our relationship um, during this part of the year, sort of like summer moving into the end of the year of we've been pausing more than we ever have because there is that greater degree of presence of feeling grounded in your body, of feeling present in your body due to mineral balancing um, and really like enjoying every dinner that we have together, enjoying every single time we get to run an errand together and just fully, fully being immersed in each and every moment where we get to celebrate each other and, and all the things that we've been through. Yeah, it's been beautiful. And another thing that we've added in that we wanted to speak about is our couples coaching. How have you liked the couples coaching and what have you felt you've gotten? We still have a couple sessions left, by the way, but we have done quite a few sessions with what's their name on Instagram? Powers Couple Coach. Power Couples Coach. Power Couples Coach. So you can look her up if you want, if you and your significant other want to do you know, it's not therapy, like going to talk therapy. She's actually coaching you. She's giving you prompts. She's asking you what you guys need to work on and working through that, doing some hypnosis and meditations within it. So what's been your experience with that and how have you liked it? I've loved it. I think that anytime we can sit down together and have open conversation is beautiful. And I think that we've done enough work that you and I don't require a third party mediator to have open and meaningful discussions. But with the coaching, it's so it takes it to such a different level to have someone ask you both of you at the same time and individually very expansive questions. So to be in your presence and watch Allie ask you an expansive question that maybe I it wouldn't have come up in our normal conversation and to see these really um, thoughtful answers has been beautiful. And so um, I think that she's done a beautiful job of sort of opening us up to a level even greater than what we're typically used to speaking at um, when it's just us, but it's been really nice. Yeah, it's, it's different than just having a conversation because you both express your opinions and she'll reflect those back to you and kind of pick out certain pieces that you may are almost like subconsciously just saying. She'll kind of like pick out a piece like, oh, what I'm hearing from you is this. And you're like, shit, she's right. Like <laughs> I, I was saying one thing, but 
you know, someone who's not emotionally attached <clears throat> hears it as another thing. And then you, once you hear that reflection, you go, she's actually right. Like she can, she's at least getting underneath the skin a little bit where it's like not triggering for us. Cause we don't have a whole lot of problems. We were just kind of doing it to do it. But you know, she, she reflects stuff back to you in a different way because she's hearing it differently. She's not involved in your day to day and in your relationship. And then you get put on the spot and you really can't back out of it. Cause you're in a session and she's like, all right, now how can you, Matt, help Cole feel more comforted or help Cole in this situation, whether it's, you know, just depends on what topic you're working on. Every couple is going to be different. And so then you basically on the spot have to say whatever you're thinking or feeling and how you can help support. And so then she'll give you homework or, you know, different things, even maybe a hypnosis to help you guys work on that actual subject for the week or for the coming future. And then you go on to another subject, uh, the next week, or maybe if you didn't get it all done in one week, you might work on that same subject. But that third person who's not like a therapist is different. I feel like it's not like couples therapy because she's not really trying to work on a lot of like emotional stuff. She's, she's, it's a different level. That's what, why people like coaches, I guess, because it's, it's different than just talking out your feelings. She's really getting in on topics that actually matter, your future plans, all the things that you can do to be better in the moment. We did some love language work, figured out our love languages, trying to work on that. So the process has been cool and it's been different because we've done therapy in the past and this has been a lot cooler in my opinion. Yeah, really the main difference between therapy and coaching is therapy more so works in the past and is definitely a modality to bring you from a place of dysfunction to function. And then coaching is for the person or the people that are already functioning but want to elevate higher. So it pushes you more forward. Coaching is very, very much present to future oriented. And so not having to dig in the past, which we are at a space where we don't very much have to dig it into the past. Um, it's all about moving forward towards the future. So really expanding and really collaborating on the vision and really deeply seeing the other person's side. And what I love about the reflections from Allie is, like you said, she she reflects something back to you and then you can hear it in your own words and you're like, God, that sounds so silly. You know, this belief or this this side of the argument that I'm going to hold on to to the death on this one situation between Matt and I. And then you hear it from a third party person and you're like, wow, I sound so stupid. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And you can really find this place of um, collaboration and um, compassion and seeing the other person's side, which has been beautiful. And she really does make you sort of think outside of the box and really look towards the future and get excited about what's to come, but then allows you to work with the tools that rewire you in order to achieve those future plans. So the modalities that we've learned through my quantum coaching academy, such as neuro-linguistic programming, hypnosis, she'll do a meditation, um, journaling prompts, things like that. Yeah, she even had me watch a documentary that was cool. We didn't get to watch it together, but it was pretty dope, actually, because she knows that I want to 
live in the jungle off grid and never speak to anyone again. Not really, but <laughs> it's uh, it was a documentary about like homeschooling and this guy, he, he, they did move out in the middle, middle, middle of nowhere. And he was kind of homeschooling his kids. And then they like brought him into society and they were like, everyone thought he was crazy, but his kids were like way smarter than the kids who go to like regular school, even in this like really rich family. And they knew like way more stuff because he still taught him things. He didn't just teach him nothing, but then they also had like survival skills and different things. And, you know, uh, that's kind of how I want to raise my child, more homeschool environment, teaching them how, you know, whatever hunting, you know, whatever it may be, I'm going to have to learn that with them really, because I haven't been since I was younger, but it's cool. She just gives you little homework, little prompts. The love languages really helped. I thought that those were cool in my opinion. what do you think about love languages? Seems very like basic, like everyone's heard anybody who's done any development type of works, like heard love languages, but they were actually pretty spot on and they, you know, they make sense. I loved the love language quiz because it made me realize that I felt shame around not having the love language I thought I was supposed to have. So when I was radically honest with myself, took the quiz and I was like, oh, I want to answer it with what leans towards physical touch, but I should answer it towards quality time, right? Because I think that that's what I should value in a relationship. But then going through it and just being like, okay, I'm just going to be honest with myself. I realized physical touch is my love language. And it makes sense, but I also realized that is me feeling like I'm spending time with my partner. So even though I have this perception of I should answer this differently because, you know, physical touch, like that's not what a relationship is based off of. But I'm like, but it's what I crave. And within that experience, you, you know, whether we're having sex or we're cuddling or we're just holding hands, that's when I feel like we are spending quality time together. And so, the, and that does light me up. And now I'm not afraid to ask for more of that and to really make it known like, okay, can we, you know, spend this time together today? And when your partner honors that, you feel so important. You feel seen, you feel heard, you feel held. And the more that I move through this relationship as time goes on, I really realize that that that's what we crave. Like that is the foundation of everything is figuring out how you can really um, be in that place to be the support for that person, whether it's just holding space for them or you know, seeing them when they need to be seen, touching them when they need to be touched, giving them the words of affirmation when they need it. The more that you give effort to honor whatever it is that they really respond to, the deeper your connection's going to be. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought it was just going to be some kind of corny little quiz you take and it was just part of the couple's coaching, but it was cool and it worked and if you're honest with yourself, that is probably the toughest part. I think there were questions that I thought I should answer different differently, but I was like, I need to just answer it with like radical honesty with mm -hmm. myself. Like, what is my heart saying? What is my, you know, what is my gut telling me to answer? Like go with your first instinct mostly, because if you let your analytical mind think about the questions, you'll start to talk yourself into what you believe and think that the answer should be like, what are the qualities like quality time and doing this? It's like, no, if you, if you feel like you should answer hot hookups or whatever, the one question was like, you know, you, you, you that's just answer that, you know? And so it, it made a lot of sense. And there were a few where I was back and forth, but I had to really go with like what my gut was telling me. So you got to be a little bit radical, honest with yourself, because if not, 
it's going to persuade the final answer. And then you're going to be looking at it wrong or saying that, no, I don't really feel that way. So I think there could easily be a couple trick questions that could shift what the outcome of the quiz is. And so you do got to really like dig deep, say, what is my top priority? Even though you might think it's something else, you got to go with what your heart's calling for. Yeah. And that's definitely when I feel the most connected within our marriage is when I'm just being completely honest with myself and with you around my needs, around my desires, around my expectations and, um, and really just honoring what it is that I truly want and desire out of a marriage. And that really just breeds such a deep sense of connection truly. And what's been cool about working with Allie too is, Um, We're moving towards starting a family. And so for her to bring up things around parenting, having a child, getting pregnant, and really challenging our way of thinking from a third party has been expansive. Um, Because Matt and I can talk about, you know, what we want to talk about within the parenting realm all day on our own. But when she really gets in there about like, what are your fears, right? What do you fear within yourself as a parent? And what are you afraid of your partner doing as a parent? And, you know, where do you guys lie with X, Y, and Z? And uh, again, bringing in that radical honesty of having to just lay the cards on the table before it even happens. It's hard sometimes in the moment, but I think that it just breeds a much deeper connection rather than if we were more afraid to have those conversations or we were in a space where we're not being completely honest or where we were being honest, but we're withholding some of the things that we are afraid to say out loud. And you definitely feel when you work with a coach like that, you feel super safe to just express yourself fully. And that's really brought us a lot closer through that experience as well. Yeah, I think it helps that we've done a lot of work and we're mostly pretty I mean we're honest with each other we just don't always dig as deep as a coach would go in my opinion so some relationships could have a different dynamic they could argue a little bit more there could be some verbal abuse there could be things that other people really need to work with that could maybe make the session triggering I'm not sure because we were just not in that space but overall she still digs deeper than even the conversations that we have and reflects things back to us that sounds differently to her than how we speak to each other and then makes you dig a little bit deeper. You know, she prompts you in a way that it like forces you to like think deeper, think long-term. How can you support your partner in this? This is the way she feels. How can you make her feel more safe nurtured? How are you guys, you know, we talked about finances a lot. So like, what does that look like? And so, it basically puts you on the spot because you've paid for this course and you're in it and you're doing an hour long session and you can't run from it. So, you know, there's a lot of times where we just want to enjoy our company, enjoy the small talk, talk about life, talk about work, talk about business. But it does feel good to take that hour and really go deep and make sure that you are on the same page, especially in a big life move like having a child. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so talking about coaching, I want to at least use the end, you know, 20, 30 minutes, you know, it doesn't have to be forever, but maybe, you know, as we got time, we got all day to talk about your new offerings, what they look like, you know, maybe you want to describe what your program taught you, the coaches you've had in the past, whatever it may be, like what is your offering going forward going to look like? 
Yeah, it was so exciting for me this year to finally do a coaching certification because having hired coaches on my own in the past, they've told me like, oh, you're ready to do it now, right? And while I could have helped some people, I just totally felt like I needed just one more layer of education. And taking Quantum Coaching Academy, I got that. I received eight certifications all within the coaching realm and unlimited tools, different modalities to use with clients. So this is speaking more towards one-on-one mindset, life, success coaching. Um, everyone niches it down a little bit differently. I'm not quite sure you know, what exactly that'll look like for me, but right now, as far as my offerings go, I know that I can help the woman that needs more clarity, sort of feels confused about her next steps, maybe is lacking a little bit of self-confidence or acceptance, maybe is feeling really challenged with her body and body acceptance and all of the ways that that can hold you back from really confidently going after things that you want. Maybe you have no idea what it is you even want. Maybe you do know what it is you want and you just don't know how to get there. Um, All of that can be coached with coaching around energy, right? So the way that we learned coaching was you don't have to be an expert in any subject in order to get your client's transformation. The client has the answers within them. And I found within my own coaching experience of receiving coaching from different coaches that that's the most effective way Um, that I've coached and the way that I've made leaps forward. Not from my coach telling me what I should do next, not from them offering advice, not for them telling stories about themselves, but from asking me the questions of what it is that I really want, because deep down, you know the answers, but it gets clouded, it gets blocked, and we don't always have access to our intuition. And so my role as a coach is to unlock that within the client because your potential is unlimited and you know what's right for you. Um, I can't tell the client what's right for them, right? They're the expert of their own life, but I can offer um, expansive questioning to help the client figure that out. So it's all about really looking within yourself Um, finding those ways to connect to your intuition. And then me, especially being a trainer and yoga teacher for the last several years, I know the body and I know about connecting mind and body and spirit. So offering guidance for um, helping the client do that within themselves and, and just gaining confidence to go after what they want. So my current offerings are one-on-one coaching, Um, via Zoom. So just one hour weekly sessions and it's all client led. So um, I have a basic framework of the experience that I'll move them through. But my job is to meet you where you're at with radical acceptance, utter safety, complete non-judgment. So when you sign up for a coaching program, if the coach says within 12 weeks, Week one, we're going to do this. Week two, we're going to do that. Week three, we're going to unlock your limiting beliefs. You know, every person's journey is so wildly different. And we might need to be on step one for five weeks until it's really been integrated. And so that's why it's really important to have that rapport where we're going to give you exactly what it is you're meant to receive in this moment and make sure that it's really integrated and you feel safe to move forward. So it's all 
all about meeting the client where they're at with all of the modalities that I've learned and um and and my personal my way of connecting with people. I've felt over I mean even since I was a little kid, like my superpower is emotional connection with other people. Like I've been able to deeply deeply connect with people like literally since I was in middle school, all I wanted to do was like talk to people about their problems. And, you know, I don't give a fuck about small talk. Like I want to, what are your traumas? <laughs> what are your parents like? You know, what, what do you, why do you like your boyfriend? I'll just, I've been inquisitive in that way for so long. And I feel like I can create such a deep bond and connection with people very quickly. And, and that just really shows me that I'm meant to be in the coaching space because the more safety that there is within the coaching relationship, the more quickly we'll be able to move through the blocks that have really been holding you back. And I've experienced massive leaps when hiring a coach. There's the initial investment, right? You're you're paying for this experience. You're committed to yourself. So from the minute that you put that deposit down or sign the contract or decide like I'm going to move forward with a coach, that your soul, your the universe, the, the co-creation between you and source, it knows that you're ready to do this work. And it will start to unveil the things to you that will allow you to move forward. And you start to gain this trust within yourself and the strength that you almost didn't know you have. And energetically, when you invest money and time into yourself, there there's no way to fail. You're you're just going to receive whatever it is that you need. And so coaching's been such a beautiful experience. I've moved myself forward. I've helped clients move forward. And it can really break through a lot of old patterns and beliefs. So what I'm gathering is that it can be tailored to wherever you're at. You don't have to be the successful entrepreneur who's just looking to level up. It sounds like whether you're a starter whether you're kind of already in business, but it's not where you want to be, or if you are already successful and want to kind of push it up further, you could tailor the program to meet any of the needs of anyone at basically any level. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the difference between quantum coaching, which I'm certified in, which coaches around energy versus business coaching, right? You might sign up for a business coaching mentorship and need to be at this level in your business in order to receive that mentorship, right? My coaching experience is not mentorship. I am not here to give you advice. I'm not here to mentor you. I'm here to help you unlock the answers within yourself, not just through expansive questioning, but through all of these subconscious rewiring modalities, such as NLP, such as hypnosis, and recognizing what it is you need, where you're getting stuck, reflecting those patterns patterns and those beliefs back to you with love, with total love and non-judgment and, and that sense of safety and being your support and your guidance into helping you break through those patterns. But it's ultimately up to the client in order to do that work and lean in. So coaching is for you if if you don't even barely know what person, maybe you've read one Joe Dispenza book and you are just dipping your toe into the pool of personal development, or maybe you've been doing this work for 10 years and you just require a little bit more support and a push and a accountability. It can be for both types of people. Everyone has different needs, but these tools work for anyone on whatever end of the spectrum that you're on. Yeah. Sounds, you know, sounds like a lot of the things that I've learned in some of the training courses that I've done, although they've been a lot different, especially the way you spoke about this kind of energetic contract, right? This is a concept that I think we should talk about a little bit that 
I don't believe a lot of people uh, have thought about or realize. It's that, you know, I learned about it quite a bit uh, in my combo practitioner training. It's like you don't want to give people the medicine and the ceremony for free because it's an energetic contract. They'll actually receive less benefits because they didn't pay you because the money is basically an energetic soul contract that you're coming here to heal and I'm going to pay for it instead of, you know, them not having the funds and you getting it to them for free. Now, will they get no benefits if you get it to them for free? No, I've done work combo work on Cole. She feels great afterwards. But I think that's potentially different because there's already a bond between us. We're in a marriage. And so what? why would she give me money to the same fund? We basically have this, we're the same money. So I think that there's something different about that. When you were just a client looking for healing for an autoimmune condition, you want to pay somebody for that energetic healing and for their time. It allows your soul and your body to send a signal into the quantum, if you want to use that, or whatever you want to use to God, to the universe, that you're here to heal and receive the benefits of whatever that medicine may be. Now, take that into coaching or to paying for an HTMA for a practitioner, right? You are giving money in f- to a coach saying with intention, that I am using this money to further invest in myself and in my business. So it sends a signal to the quantum, to this energetic universal life force that we have really haven't wrapped our heads totally around, but we know it's there. It, there's something about it that when you make a decision with intention and also you put money behind it, there is a, there's a driving force where you can create this reality. I'm halfway, more than half, I'm about 90% sure that it's really assimilation and that you're able to recreate reality all around you. But that's for a different show. (laughs) I do believe that if you basically state something, lock it in, you sign a contract with your coach, with a training program, whatever it may be, and then you take action around that, that the universe opens up doors that would not have been there particularly before. And there's something to do with showing the world that you're invested in something instead of just trying to grind it out by yourself. It allows a different way of thinking. Plus, you know, as one of my mentors, Ben Azadi would say, like coaching turns decades into days, right? How long have we been doing this work? Yeah, you just got certified so you can learn some tapping and some EFT and some, you know, NLP and ways to actually coach. But that's just built upon all the work you've done for the last years and also all of this knowledge around nutrition and, you know, supplements, stuff that you've learned from me as well. So the work we've done together as well is stacked upon that. So, what you're getting is you're turning the decades into days. We've been doing this work for almost a decade. So you can get everything that we've learned, whether it's physical, movement, yoga, mindset, tapping, hypnosis, whatever it is you're looking for, the package is going to be customized to you. You're going to turn that into a couple months instead of you listening to three hour podcasts after three hour podcasts, like I do, I've done for seven, 10 years and I still continue to do, but I'm different. You can pay someone like me or yourself and you can get all that wrapped into a tiny package and really catapult that. 
in just a few months. There's just so much as you learn business that it's just ridiculous. We've had so many talks around, now I got to make a link tree. Now I got to make a post. Now I got to build a website. Like there's so many things you can learn from a coach. And I've learned from you, from you having coaches really even. So like we kind of lean on each other. So it's good in that way because it's like, once you really get into the nitty gritty, there's just so many little tips, tricks, and tools that are so beneficial. And if you want to learn them by yourself, you can. They're out there. YouTube's there. It's just a lot harder. And I still don't believe that that kind of energetic contract is in place. So there's just something different about paying for it as well. Absolutely. And anytime I've invested in a new coach or a new program, before I even start the thing, whatever it is, stuff starts to move. There starts to be momentum, right? There might be a couple coincidences or um, winks from the universe. And it's almost like from the minute that you sign that contract or make that payment or decide, you make that decision like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. The universe begins to co-create with you. And um, the coaching experience is beautiful because you have that person to reflect those things back to you, right? Being able to celebrate each and everything along the way. When I hired my first coach, Steph, um, we would meet weekly and we had a WhatsApp in between and I was just achieving things so quickly. And um, she would always celebrate with me. And I would just always tell her, if I was doing this on my own, I would breeze past all of these things to be excited about. And we know with basic law of attraction, going back to like the very fucking basics of manifestation, you know, what you are, what you put off, your vibration attracts more of that same thing, like attracts like. So the more that you are in that frequency of celebration and gratitude and feeling really accomplished and going after your dreams, then the more momentum you're going to receive from the quantum field to match that frequency, to continue to have more things to celebrate and to have more things to be grateful for. And I would just always, you know, stop with her in these little voice messages like, God, I would just be like, just moving to the next thing, you know, just, just going on, moving forward. And it was so beautiful to have someone in my back pocket to not only um, have my my tangents of when I was, you know, things weren't going right, have someone to really support me um, from a lens of non-judgment, but to, but to celebrate, you know? Like, if you think about even your closest friends, sometimes th- there's either, there might be a layer of uh, jealousy almost or at least a little bit of they don't understand completely what you're doing, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, especially starting a business or being um, in the spiritual space or wellness space, doing this type of work that Matt and I do for a living now. Um, You know, your friends can cheer you on, but they don't really get it. And having that coach where they do that same type of work is just incredible. It's just amazing. And and they really understand and having that sense of... um, acceptance from another person who's just in your corner it for me it was worth every penny and I knew that one day I would give it back I would give back in that way but I just didn't know when and I didn't know how and my first coach had told me you know when I was moving towards full-time at that time it was just full-time personal training was like the biggest accomplishment um for me as I was getting out of bartending And I had told her, like, I would love to be a coach one day. And she was like, yeah, well, like health coaching is closer for you. Like, like go after that first. And in my head, in my heart, I was like, yeah, but that's not it. You know, like it's, it's the low hanging fruit. I could do it. It would still take a lot of time and energy, but like, that's not it. I'm going to hold out. And, and I did. And, uh, 
thankfully I stumbled upon Quantum Coaching Academy and that really gave me the not only the education, but the confidence of like, I can really get people the transformations that they're looking for. Like now I have the tools, I have the skills and I'm fully confident. I know that I can help these people. So um, that was really the the missing piece for me. And that's what I spent the first half of 2023 doing. That was one of the things that contributed to the best year was getting certified in coaching and um, doing tons of hours of practice coaching and seeing these real life transformations that I was getting my clients. It's just been amazing. And so, yeah, so it's it's time for me to give back. And that's so weird to say because over the past five years, it's been like one more certification, one more program. Let me just hire one more coach. And now I'm to the point where it's here. It's integrated. I'm ready to expand as the one being in service completely, um, which is so exciting. So I'm so so happy. Yeah, that's awesome. And why don't we talk about some of the other techniques that are involved within your program that aren't just kind of uh, asking questions, digging deeper, you know, giving them advice if they need it around business. There's also these other techniques. I think like you're using Reiki, if I'm not mistaken, tapping, hypnosis. Are you going to use those? I know you learned them. Do you feel called to use those? And if so, like when would those be appropriate? Why would those help? Like why why did you learn those other modalities and why do you think that they're a good addition? Every client's needs are wildly different and people respond to modalities differently. And so going through the program and learning something new each and every week, we would practice on each other and, you know, a lot of times... 90% of the people would be like, wow, that was life changing. And then you get that 10% of like, I felt nothing that didn't work for me. And so it really showed me that each person will receive these different modalities and tools differently. And so some people will respond to energy work in a really profound way. And so maybe a Reiki session is beneficial for them, but maybe you have a client that isn't as receptive to it. So learning all of these different things that can really um, help people in different ways uh, just gives you a greater toolbox to really, you know, choose the hammer, choose the screwdriver for whatever the person needs. And, um, Truly, I do feel like I will use all of it. And especially within the umbrella of neuro-linguistic programming, we learned so many different processes specific to uh, an issue or a problem or a limiting belief, right? So there are specific tools for when you want to change something that you like to be something that you dislike. For example, if you're addicted to coffee, we have a way to rewire your subconscious mind so that you don't like coffee anymore. Maybe you replace that with tea, right? It's almost like magic. I would learn these modalities and be like, holy shit, like this like really works or changing a single belief, right? So maybe the one thing, maybe through three coaching sessions, we've identified that the thing that holds you back is that you believe that you're not good enough. That's the root cause. And there are processes specifically like literal like scripts you will follow that speak to the unconscious mind that help you rewire that belief. So having that wide array of tools for some people, hypnosis does not work. Some people are more suggestible than other people. So using hypnosis wouldn't be appropriate for every single client that I have, but someone might respond really, really well to hypnosis and to um, imagery and to metaphors. And so I might discover like that's something that they really um, 
respond to. And that's what we'll use within our coaching session. Um, there's just so many things, so many uh, different meditations that some people have a hard time really visualizing something, but you can tap into their sense of hearing or maybe they're a more kinesthetic learner. So you want to describe things to them in the way of touch and learning all of those different ways to speak to each type of person with the way that they see the world is really what coaching is about, about being a very effective coach. Yeah. Sounds beautiful. Sounds like there's going to be a lucky lady listening who might, who might sign up hopefully. Right. I I think you're going to be amazing. I think coaching's right up your alley. It's I, to me feels like you're calling, you know, especially having the family, something you can do from home. That's just like one of the perks, but I just honestly think that it's kind of what you already do. I feel like it's why a lot of your clients or your yoga um, people who come to your yoga class already enjoy your classes because it's, they get a little something from you. That's almost like coaching, but it's different, right? They're moving their body, but you're talking to them for an hour. You're kind of coaching them on different, you know, life tips and relationship tips. And so you're already kind of doing it, but now it's just going to be like a different set setting. Obviously it's going to be a contract where it's over the course of months, because as we all know, if you just try to do one-off sessions, you don't really get anywhere. Usually it takes some time to kind of rewire your brain and go through some processes. So I think you should be doing three months or, you know, at least a couple months, something where you're really getting the most out of it. But is there anything else you want to add on the coaching aspect or what people should expect from you if they sign up? Yeah, I mean, really, I've been diving into this work myself for the last six years. And as opposed to a coach that just simply works with the mindset, I also work with the body. And that's a really important um, aspect of it is incorporating processes and tools that involve your body. And so although coaching itself is not advice giving and it's not mentorship, I have so much knowledge around just holistic living as a whole. And so that's something that I can really offer that's different than a lot of just mindset coaches that are just going to simply um, rely on on the, the mental processes. I have so much knowledge and advice that I can give about the body and incorporating healthy living and healthy habits and the relationship stuff I'm obsessed with. And so sort of blending, um, you know, what I've learned within my program and also what's true to me in my life and the things that I've seen that have brought me great success. Um, I'm so happy to share everything that I've learned with my clients. So that really, um, you really will get the total package if you have the opportunity to work with me. It's really a little bit of everything in the way of improving your life. Beautiful. And before we get off here, I want to touch on our retreat that's coming up just for anybody who's never heard us talk about our retreats, or maybe you don't follow us on social media. Um, We have a retreat coming up in January. What are the exact dates? Uh, 12th through 16th. So the beginning of the new year, this is our third annual January retreat usually sells out. We have a few slots open right now. Um, It's, it's awesome. It's a great time to kind of uh, reconnect, get away from the hustle and bustle. It's the beginning of the year. So a lot of people are doing vision boards and thinking about New Year's resolutions, whether that's diet or business or, you know, all the things we've been talking about today. And so it's a really great reset in the very beginning of the year 
to help you get centered. And a lot of our goals with these retreats, even though they're all women's, I'm kind of in the background. Cole's leading more of the workshops. I do offer an optional combo ceremony at the end and I cook all of the food and clean and make sure everyone's safe and secure. Um, it is all women's, but we try to bring people, in my opinion, some kind of new age things that we've been experiencing and ways to kind of shift your consciousness and the way you think and your thinking patterns with modalities that to me can get you similar results as psychedelics, but they're different. So we have ecstatic dance, which we just hosted our first ecstatic dance in Tampa. We're going to be doing those monthly. That was pretty much sold out. We probably could have fit like two, three more people in there, tops. Uh, we did, really didn't know being our first show, but we had a pretty full, was amazing. We love ecstatic dance as a form of movement and a way to do some emotional processing and be sober and be with community. We have an amazing breathwork practitioner that comes and does a really intense kind of altered state breathwork, lots of yoga, journaling, reflection, goal setting, mindset shifting, lots of amazing food, uh, combo ceremony. We even have a Lucia light practitioner come out, uh, if she can make it usually. So what do you want to touch on about the retreats and elaborate on if anyone's interested, who's listening? Our retreats are a beautiful starting point for anyone that's curious about diving into the work. Um, but maybe doesn't know exactly what modalities they resonate with the most, or they don't really know quite where to start. Um, it's sort of like we pack in so many things that we love and that have helped us into one weekend. So you get this buffet of all of these different healing modalities and you can leave the retreat with a sense of clarity around, you know, maybe this thing is what I'll continue outside of this into my own healing journey. Maybe breathwork was it for you and you had the most profound experience and, and that's one of the tools that will really help you move forward. Or maybe the yoga was the best part for you and, um, you don't regularly do yoga. And now that you found moving your body, uh, really, really helped you. And, it's just the most beautiful way to connect to your purpose and your message and your higher self, right? We spoke earlier around that higher self that guides you, that's rooting you on, that wants you to achieve all of your goals. We get very disconnected from that that version of us. And especially starting the new year, we do a lot of work diving into, okay, what, what things, what areas of our lives are most important to us? What goals do we want to achieve for the year? But not only are we just goal setting, we're manifesting. So getting in the energy of, you know, why these things are important to you and how we will move it forward and bridge the gap between where we are now and where we want to be and doing visioning around that and journaling and work. And, um, it, it just gives you that sense of clarity and confidence and it, it brings you closer to your higher self, the higher version of you that you've been disconnected from. Um, we lose her a lot of times, or maybe you've never felt a connection with that version of you at all. There's plenty of women that come on these retreats that they've never even heard the concept of higher self. Like what's that? And it's a great great entry point for anyone who's curious about doing some personal development, um, doing it in a way where you don't have to do plant medicine. You don't have to leave the country. You don't have to, you know, travel hours from your home. We keep it within a few hours of Tampa, accessible to drive to a beautiful place, time for play and for relaxation and connection with other women. And it's nice because 
most people are from the community of Tampa. So you might make friends and then have people that you connect with outside of retreat. So after my retreat last year, we all did a meetup about a month later and had lunch together. And I see some of these women at the yoga studio and they always speak to one another. And it's just really nice to form those connections. So it's the sweetest way for you to dive in if if this work is new to you or maybe it's not new to you and you just want a really nice reset for the beginning of the year. Um, without a really super large financial commitment. You know, we make it really affordable for you to come. We offer payment plans. Um, but yeah, it's it's just like my favorite thing to host. I love it so much. Yeah, and we've had some people come from out of town. So if you're listening and you're not right in the Tampa area, you could easily get a hold of us. You probably could ride with somebody who is driving, in my opinion. It's a couple hours away from Tampa, but... As long as you can get into Tampa, we could probably figure out a place for you to stay for a night or a ride or anything. So if you really felt called to join a group of women and connect and just get away and really reset and do some deep inner work all while I'm cooking you amazing food. Most of it's from the farm. It's all organic for sure. And I make sure to put a lot of intention and love around the food that I create. And at this point, we have people who are coming for like the third time. I might need to create new recipes. I didn't <laughs> expect that we would have the same people come every year. So I'm now, and I go back and forth. I think that part of it will give them nostalgia and they'll like it. So you keep the same recipes, but part of me is like, maybe you should switch it up. So we might have to switch like one or two at least and keep some of the, they're all kind of fan favorites. So that's what's hard. We'll have to figure out what we want to switch up. But you know, if this feels called to you and you and you would fly in or come from somewhere else because people listen to the show all over the world. So hit us up, you know, we'll figure out a way to get you and, you know, you can ride with one of us or ride with someone else who's going who doesn't have that many people with them or whatever. So we could definitely carpool. And as long as you can get to Tampa, we can definitely take care of that as well. But um, anything else you want to say about the retreats? If you're even thinking about it, listen to your body. You're getting that call for a reason. Your soul is speaking to you for a reason. And anytime I've followed in my personal life, the, these little hints, right, of like, oh, that sounds that sounds kind of cool. And it's come into my awareness. I've always, you know, really followed the instinct of like, it's in your awareness for a reason. You know, this is meant for you right, right now. And without retreat, I went on a, a retreat this summer um, as, as a student, as a guest, and it was literally life-changing for me. I was in a place where I started to feel really stuck and uninspired and almost like, excuse me, almost like burn it all to the ground, you know, that it feels like all this work is for nothing. And these experiences where you're taken out of your real life, you're in a community of just such supportive, strong, beautiful, powerful women. It really is a space of just not only safety, but of, uh, of safety, of being able to come back into your fullness, of being reconnected with yourself, of remembering who the fuck you are. And especially for busy women, moms, high achievers, um, it gets disconnected. And sometimes it takes being pulled out of our routine, being pulled out of our patterns, our habits, our real life, and, and just spending a few days with ourselves to really come back to that place of connection and of remembrance. It's all about remembering who you are, not, not even discovering who you are. It's the remembering of who you are at your core. And um, 
you know, my retreats have evolved over the years. And now I really feel like I'm, I'm in such a place of expansion in the way that I facilitate and the tools that I offer and the workshops that I host that I just know that if you're in a place where you're craving transformation, you're craving change, you're craving a deeper sense of connection to who you truly are and, and really living into your full potential that this retreat is for you. I know without a shadow of a doubt, the work that we do will bring you into that space of once again, feeling confident or even feeling confident for the first time of finding more acceptance for your body, of finding more acceptance for the journey that you're on and of being able to drop into a space of true presence. We've come back to this theme a hundred times throughout this conversation of, of feeling grounded, of feeling present. And from that place, you can accomplish anything. It does not matter what the thing is that's in the future that you want to go after. If you can come to a space of groundedness and presence in your life right now, the thing is attainable. And I know that I can help you get there, whether it's through the retreat experience or it's through coaching or, you know, when Matt gets his certification, it will be through mineral balancing. We'll combine all of it. But we have the tools, the processes, the modalities, the wisdom, the knowledge and the motivation to help you have those transformations without a doubt. Beautiful. I think we should leave it there. Where can everyone find you on social media? Uh, what's your website? Everything where they can find the retreats, if they're local, the ecstatic dance, anything like that. So everything will be updated on my website, which is thewildwithincoach.com. Um, I created my brand, The Wild Within, to really um, bring it full circle between the the past version of me, right? That was wild in the most destructive way and the more integrated version of me that's wild in the best wild woman way. And the remembrance of we don't need to leave that past version of ourselves behind. We can integrate it. And that, that wild part of us that um, craves destruction sometimes, um, we, can bring it, we can bring it full circle in the most beautiful way. So I'm really all about helping women integrate all parts of themselves, even the wild ones, reminding you that that part of you is welcome here too. So we do that through a static dance. The static dance experiences will be monthly in Tampa. It's a beautiful way to... Um, get wild, get crazy, have fun, be playful, let out that energy that we suppress as we as we walk around this weird ass society and have our armor on and think we need to behave a certain way. Um, this is a place for you to radically express yourself through movement, through raw expression, to feel the feels, to headbang, to have fun, to integrate that wild within. Those will be monthly in Tampa. So look for those on my website. We have our retreat coming up in January. There's still a few spots left for um, that's MLK weekend. So retreat details are up on my website and you can always email me so that we can connect about that. And then I'm most active on Instagram at Gypsy Soul Cole. And if you're in Tampa, I host monthly in-person events and workshops. And if you're online, look for me for online one-on-one -on -one coaching. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, baby. Love you. Love you. Thank you. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at Integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.